The idea of truth is something that most people take for granted. Truth is what I see. Truth is what I remember. Truth is what I learned, what I taught, what I, what, what I was taught, what I was made to believe. Truth is a sticky wicket. And we really need to redefine not just what we mean by the term truth, but our relationship with it. And so let's talk about that on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and yeah, today we're going to be talking about truth. And don't worry, don't worry, I'm not going to go into a lot of the deep philosophical, metaphysical, epistemological, and ontological arguments that I could be doing in this episode, because frankly, I don't think most people care. <laughs> I really don't. There, there are people like me who really get into the philosophical arguments and proofs and what have you. But for the most part, I think we just want to know how to live our best lives. And truth is a problem where it comes to that, mainly because many of us use the word truth to mean a lot of different things. I can talk about them easily by adding qualifiers to make them more evident. There's poetic truth. You know, that truth that you find in a song, even a song that doesn't have lyrics. There's a sort of mythic truth that we get from the legends and stories that are carried down to us, but we also get from experiencing a sunrise or a sunset or a beautiful, bright, full moon like we had the other night. Those are powerful things, and they strike us as true. Some people talk about absolute truth, and I'm not a fan of the term absolute truth because it is in and of itself an oxymoron and a lie, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Some people talk about relative truth. I have my truth, you have your truth. How do we know what's true? Yeah, no. Truth is discovered. Truth isn't found. Truth isn't something that's just laying out on the ground for people to just walk over and encounter. Truth is something that's discovered, and in many ways, truth is something that's manufactured. So what is truth? Well, let's start with the basics, what I hope most, if not all of us, can agree on, and that's scientific truth. Scientific truth is the consensus of the most probable explanations for what we actually encounter in the physical material world. I state it that way because, well, Newton seemed to have explained gravity to us until Einstein came along and several others and went, you know, it's not actually like that. While Newton's laws of gravitation work quite well to explain how bodies move, they don't actually explain why. And so we have relativity to explain to us why. And we learn more, and we develop, and we grow. And that's all that we can do, scientifically speaking, is create probabilistic models. This, more than likely, explains what we're seeing. 
That doesn't mean that they're not true, but it does mean that we shouldn't hold on to any idea, even a scientific one, too rigidly. Einstein, for example, didn't believe that sheer randomness could be a part of the universe, and thus mocked and rejected most of quantum theory that, well, we know at least has to be moderately accurate, because we wouldn't have television and a lot of modern telecommunications without it. So, yeah, he got a little too rigid and held too absolutely to what he believed and thought was true. And this is something that most of us do. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to believe in gravity or anything else, because, you know, we have pretty good evidence that gravity is gravity and that it's a warp in space-time. And we've been able to prove that, especially with solar eclipses, where we can see the light of stars behind the sun be warped by the gravity of the sun. We've actually detected gravitational waves. Yeah, gravity being a warp in space-time makes a lot of sense and seems to explain both our observations and our theories make predictions that turn out to be true. That's a wonderful kind of truth. And it is a rarefied one. What actually happens when two people meet? What is love? What is hatred? What is friendship? What actually happened behind those closed doors? Now, I'm not saying that we can never know the effects or outcomes of other people's lives, but this is where things really need to become a lot more murky for us. You see, truth is a chain in many ways. Once you've declared something to be true, especially if you are an absolutist, then you have no room for wiggling. You have no room to move one way or the other. It's true. And thus, everything else must be wrong. Well, sometimes what we believed was absolutely true isn't. And sometimes what we think is just a fanciful thought is true. Take the coelacanth. The idea that something could have existed for so long and not been detected, that's, that's laughable. But it happened. It existed. It was real. And now, because we have collected a preponderance of evidence, cameras have gone down and filmed them swimming in the sea. We know that they are, in fact, real. Gorillas were believed to be a myth until they were discovered. Because we didn't take the lived experiences of the people in the region. Because after all, they're silly superstitious folk, and we white colon colonialists know better. We white colonizers, we, we understand what truth really is, and we're not susceptible to all of that crazy, crazy folk belief that these people still hold on to. Giant apes living in the woods. I mean, that's just crazy, right? But it wasn't. But it took a white person having to find them to believe the lived experience of the people who had been there, who had seen them, who had encountered them. You see, the problem with our idea of truth is how we judge who we should listen to, whose opinions we should give weight to. And because of 
no fault of our own, our own basic wiring, we tend to believe people who are most like us or people that we define as being most like us over those that we deem to be different. That's a fault we can get over. That's a fault that doesn't have to stay there just because something's hardwired in us doesn't mean that it's something that has to stay that way for the most part. Especially in our brain, we can change our thoughts, our thinking patterns. That is something that we can do. Our instincts are harder to change, but the basic idea that I should believe somebody who's more like me over somebody who's different, well, that's more of an inherited distinction that comes into us than it is something that we're born with. It's something that's genetically hardwired in us. You see, that used to be a culturally valid idea. You see, if my tribe and your tribe are fighting over scant resources, then I need to believe my tribe over your tribe so my tribe survives. And that was the way of life for millions of years. But we, we don't live like that anymore. And that notion, that cultural contagion that has come down to us from a valid source is no longer relevant. It no longer matters. We need to abandon it. Just because you have never experienced police violence, just because you have heard stories or maybe have an anecdote that everything's fine, doesn't mean that everything's fine. That just means that in your experience, you haven't experienced any contrary data. And when it's just one person saying something's wrong, well, that's an outlier. Well, two people, that's an odd coincidence. Oh, three, that's starting to look like a pattern. What if it's hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people telling you there's something wrong, screaming that something's wrong for decades? Whose problem is it that we didn't believe them? It's not theirs. It's us. It's something wrong in our way of doing things. You see, we have this really horrible solipsism about us, especially here in America, that if I don't experience it, it must not be happening. And you can see this from everything from the coronavirus to basic political thoughts. How often do we see a politician suddenly decide, oh, maybe it's okay to be gay because their son, daughter, is... How often do we see that change when it comes home and suddenly you have to grapple with the thoughts yourself? Am I going to ostracize my child? Am I going to stop loving my child? Yeah, we often have to have it happen to us before we believe it. And that is wrong. You see, when I started talking about scientific truth, there's actually something to go on there. Not accepting that everything that we currently know is 100% absolute and being willing to investigate and seek out information contrary to our opinions is important. You know, that actually is the scientific method. It's not coming up with an idea and trying to prove it. It's coming up with an idea and doing everything in your power to disprove it. That's what makes for good science. We don't do that with our beliefs mainly because some of our beliefs are just not falsifiable, no matter what anybody wants to tell you. Is there a God? 
I could make a very valid argument for and against that right now. And honestly, depending on whether you believe or don't believe, that's the argument that's going to resonate with you. You see, that's a metaphysical question that, depending on how you want to answer it and what arguments make sense to you, which side you're going to come down on. In other words, that's a gray area that we can't have absolute knowledge on. I can talk about my experiences, I can talk about my beliefs, but my experiences are my experiences, and I should not expect you to take my word for them. So if that's how it is with religion, why shouldn't it be that way with discussions of police brutality or racism or sexism or homophobia or transphobia or any of the other ills that affect our society? Because unlike my belief in God, there's data. And easy data. Non-controversial data. I can show you how people generally use drugs at about the same rate. But for some reason, black people seem to be arrested and imprisoned a lot more for it. I can show you the incarceration rates that make no sense. I can show you the police brutality stats that make no sense, the shooting stats that make no sense. How all of these are mathematical outliers. You see, you don't have to just believe people's stories. There are facts there. Whether you want to see them or not. Because that's the real problem with our idea of truth. Truth is safety. Truth is security. If I were to tell you that everything you believed is a lie, that sends chills through your bones. Think about it. That's the beginning of all of those movies that thrill us so much because the hero has to face learning everything was wrong. Whether it's The Matrix or The Fifth Element or anything else, right? Our hero has to learn that the world actually isn't exactly what they thought it was, that it's different. Luke Skywalker, all his life, believed that you know life was simple and easy, and one day he would go off and fly for the Empire, apparently, because he was going to go to the Academy. And then one day, he learns about the Force, and he sees that the Force is real, and it makes him question everything. Now, those are our hero stories. And I think there are hero stories for two reasons. One, sociologically speaking, they're supposed to tell us that we should question most of the things that we encounter and not feel safe in our own understanding of the way the world works. But also because we can vicariously have that experience with them. You see, we don't have to worry about somebody showing us that the force works because We've never seen somebody move something with their mind or be able to wave their hand and change somebody else's mind. No, it's magic. It's, it's fantasy. And we could just laugh it off and have fun with it. It's, it's a, a safe way to tell ourselves that we have challenged our own basic beliefs. In a lot of ways, that's what fiction does. It gives us a safe way to challenge ourselves. But we don't read stories that make us too uncomfortable, do we? I mean, be honest with yourself. I know a lot of people that I've sat down to who don't understand my interest in rap music because 
they don't understand how I can listen to those stories. Well, I like the beats. I often like the rappers. And the stories I find fascinating. Whether they're true or false or anything in between doesn't matter to me. The storytelling is beautiful and powerful and reflective of a lot of what goes on in our world. And I don't want to be blind to that. You see, I lived in Oakland for quite some time, and it forms a very significant part of making me who I am today. And I'm not saying that I'm some sort of cipher, that I've figured it all out, or that I learned everything that I needed to be a good person from living there. But it did open my eyes, and I saw a world so different from the one that I knew about. But I shouldn't have to do that. You know, we have these hashtags, believe women, listen to black people. We, we put out these hashtags, and yeah, they're important. But we don't actually tackle the basic problem here. And I'm not saying that it's a problem just with us white folk. It's a problem with most people. We don't listen to each other's stories. We don't take each other's stories seriously. I know for a fact that I've told stories in a public venue and heard people laughing at them. And later when I left the room, heard people say, huh, I can't believe they made that up. It was a true story. It may seem outlandish for someone who hadn't lived in those circumstances, but because it didn't, you know, add up to the world that those people believed that they lived in, it was dismissed out of hand. And that's where we need to learn to have an open mind and an open heart. See, I don't much like the word truth. I like the word fact, because I think facts are something that we can learn to agree on. We can look them up. There's evidence for facts. But truth, truth is murky. Truth is, in my estimation, a bad word. See, what I believe to be absolutely true because of my own lived experience, I'm sure I could find tens of people in my own circles that I talk to on a regular basis who tell me stories that counteract those beliefs. And I'm sure I could find excuses for that, but hmm, beliefs are not something to be held onto, tight and rigid. You see, our lived experiences are our lived experiences. No one can change them and no one can take them away from you. I had a happy childhood. When I think back on some of the events that happened, they weren't all that happy and I probably shouldn't have as sweet mem <laughs> type memories as I do have. But that's in retrospect looking back, I shouldn't rob myself of those happy memories. Because happy memories are hard to come by. And we shouldn't rob people of their lived experience just because it's not our own. We strive so hard to pretend that we are rational beings, but we're not. We are as irrational as they come. We only believe that what we experience. And 
At least today we have cell phone cameras that are showing us the true horrors of the world that people have been talking about forever, that people have been telling us about forever. And we just didn't believe them. Some people still don't believe them, and some people have hardened their hearts so much that they excuse what happened. The mayor of, I'm not even going to get into it. Truth is a problem. I'm not saying that we should throw out the baby with the bathwater, but I am saying that we need to redefine our relationship with it. And maybe tend to think of it more as a probabilistic thing. It's something that if we hold too tight, we crush and kill it and make it into a poison that harms our minds and our society. And if we hold it too loosely, it slips away from us and we don't have anything. So we should learn how to hold it and examine it from angles other than the one that we always look at it at. Truth is complex, and don't let anyone ever lie and say that it's simple. There's suffering in the world, and some of that suffering is preventable. Actually, a lot of that suffering is preventable. But the one form of suffering I think we really could wipe out is this idea that I know what's better for people that I have no idea about. I know who's telling the truth and who's lying without even listening to their stories. Yeah, I think we can get rid of that. And once we do, the world will be a much, much better place. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like me to talk about in the future, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. You can also find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you've got a buck you can pass my way, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice to the uh, listener support and my Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who does that. And if you don't have any money right now, but you want to help out, think about sharing something that I do that you think other people would like. That helps out more than you know. I hope you like this redefining series. This isn't like what the podcast is now. It's just, I have a lot to get off my chest and I figured this was as good a way as any to do it until next time. Stay well, stay safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.